Let me say before we start that I'm very happy with this. It's about deli meats. Deli meats? And if you pick this up for 893 episodes, you'll get more of the same. Okay, hit the lights. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Jocelyn. Hi, Blowholes. It's Melissa. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and this is episode 193. We're doing our own uh, show pitches. Yeah. Pitching a 90, or uh, just pitching a, a Nickelodeon show. I guess yeah. it doesn't have to be 90s, but uh, we... I can't even imagine, uh, sorry, for the listeners, Chris mentioned his maybe wasn't 90s appropriate, but I can't imagine like what that hinges on. <laughs> iPhones. <laughs> The passing of time. Technology, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've written episodes, we've reviewed episodes, but creating a show is uh, kind of a, did you, did you, did you guys have any fun uh, doing this? Jocelyn, you mentioned perhaps this, this was like your life calling when you were a teenager. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I used to imagine being on a TV show. So I pulled some from that. What kind of TV show did you imagine yourself on? Well, why don't you just wait and find out? Okay, oh, sorry. this is it. Like this is a culmination of all your dreams in one show. Well, this is part of it. I wore a lot more ball gowns than the one I imagined when I was younger. <laughs> like a lot, like a lot more ball gowns. <laughs> like Bridgerton. Like have you watched Bridgerton? Oh yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> did you guys did you guys envision like when you were making your show actual existing actors who would be part of it? Mm, kind of. Okay. Yes and no. <laughs> Mine's a cartoon, so no. Okay. And mine's kind of like a spin-off, yes. sort of. I don't know enough child actors. I couldn't be like, oh yes, famous twelve-year-old. Uh, <laughs> You know, Margot Tenenbaum or something. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess I guess I did mine with the frame set that it would have been taking place in the '90s. So I was thinking of like '90s celebs. Uh, okay, uh, cool. Like like Soleil it's Moonfry. Fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you hear mine, it's going to be a little anticlimactic. But <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> um. We- we also got uh, submissions from uh, eight of our listeners. So we're going to kind of just go through these randomly. Sometimes it'll be uh, one of the uh, guests who are on the show. And then um, Andrew and I will share some of the submissions. We got two uh, voice recordings. So we'll we'll let those people speak for themselves. Um, but the task was to come up with a show idea that you'd pitch that you think maybe would have been good on Nickelodeon. Uh, you know, what are the characters? What are the themes? Um, what else am I missing here? Uh, time slot. Time slot. What's it about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's it about? Right premise. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, should should I spin the wheel so we can get into it? Spin, spin it. Right. Spin that wheel. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Spinning. All right. Uh, we are first going to hear from 
Chris. Ooh. Really? Okay. <laughs> um, do you want? Do you want to save it? Do you want to save it? No, it's not yes. about saving it. I'll. I can. I can get out of the way here. All right. Um, my 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 hesitance is because I I'm not sure which of my two premises now uh, that I'm going to go with. But I'll go with my original premise here. Yeah. Give us both. Do it. Okay. Well, the the '90s one. It's real easy. <laughs> All right, so the 90s one, uh, very easy. It's a Battle of the Bands game show for kids 14 and under. Uh, mm. Three bands each get to play a two-minute song, and then uh, the loser gets gacked, and then uh, the final <laughs> two have to learn a cover song, and they have, like, an hour to do it, and it kind of fast-forwards time, and then... Uh, uh, the, the losers get gacked and uh, and you know then the 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 winner gets you know to record an EP uh, you know at Universal Studios or something and uh, the 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 judges are kind of like a rotating cast of like uh, figure it out style you know 90s uh, guests or 90s like Nick stars or like cultural figures. Um, so it's just it's hmm. just Lori Beth like <laughs> all over your band. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's just Lori Beth <laughs> all over your band. Uh, okay, so that's the '90s one, and then the wait a minute, did does, do you have a title for that? Yeah, it's called Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Get out of here! You really went for it. <laughs> And it's going to be on at Friday nights at 9 p.m. And the theme song is like, Battle of the Bands, who's going to win? Gotta shred it or get gacked. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I, I, I know as a 90s boy who like was trying to learn music, that would have been like a fantasy show. You know, it's like a reality show, but you would have also been dreaming to be on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to see you do a battle of the bands back in the day. Oh, do you remember where? Mm, no, it was, I saw your band play twice. One time it was outdoors by a gazebo and that's when you were the Bob Saget. What were you, Bob Saget? Oh, the Bob Saget band. Yeah. Yeah. And then another <laughs> time, I think it was the high school rock off indoors somewhere. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Probably down at the Odeon. And that was pretty darn cool. Yeah, Battle of the Bands are really fun. It's a great, it's a great concept for a show, and very, and very nineties. Like, it, you know, I feel like Battle yeah. of the Bands isn't much of a thing anymore, but certainly in the nineties, it was that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a scene in Cleveland of of like you know high school Battle of the Bands that like happens at a place, like I would, I would go to that every week. That like as an adult, that sounds awesome. <laughs> You'd be the guy that like hands them your business card, and you're like, "I think you could be really, really great." Give me a call. I think you might get red flagged for that, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I I probably wouldn't go, but um, it's, it's great to support local <laughs> local yeah. endeavors. Local teenagers. <laughs> go and see what they're influenced by these days yeah yeah what does a high school band sound like now yeah yeah no one knows 
<laughs> no, <laughs> nobody does know. <laughs> um, okay, well, what, I, I really love that yeah. premise. Um, Very good. I think it's yeah. good. What was what was the other one that you had originally thought of? So the original one, uh, which wouldn't work in the '90s for reasons forthcoming, is called uh, Analog Adeline. It's on uh, Sundays at 8 p.m. The theme song is a uh, song that gave me the idea that just came up on my uh, Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. It's a song by an artist called Whitney Rose called Analog. I don't want instant packaged. I want made at home. I don't want advertisements on my telephone. Don't want It's basically the show is kind of the what the song is about where well that's actually not what the song is about but uh the premise is that uh adeline uh she's like you know 15 or something she's you know feels like an outcast not only at school but kind of like from society at large and just feels kind of alienated um is kind of like everyone else kind of obsessed with her phone and social media and technology and then in the first episode, she decides she's going to go completely analog, you know, no social media, no texting, no internet. And uh, she decides that the only thing she's going to keep in her life, technology-wise, is music, specifically this Sony portable CD player that she becomes inseparable with and she takes everywhere. Uh, and, the, and the show is just kind of about uh, her, the process of her, like, refining herself as a person um, through things that aren't technology like nature, books, writing, art and but she's also in a band uh, and the idea that and she gets one of the themes of the show is like older music, she like dives into this older music and is in this band to try and play all these kind of like older songs um, and the, the idea being that you know through this you know nostalgia she's kind of finding herself in the present um and uh you know trying to get outside of these you know this sort of tech mediated future that she she, uh she she once lived in um trying to think of what else uh themes alienation technology nostalgia presentness uh I didn't come up with her, the, the the names of the other characters. I just remember that I should have done that. Uh, so so her name is Adeline. Uh, her uh, best friend is named uh, uh, Todd Gonzalez, and she's got a third. The the drummer in the, her band is just named uh, is just named Jazz, and uh, those are kind of the main characters. Uh, but I wanted to do something that didn't have an explicit kind of premise. It just kind of had more like themes and kind of a feel and a basic kind of background idea. Because um, I was trying to think of shows that I think are good, and a lot of them, it's it'd be very difficult to describe the premise. But that that's the that's the one that can't really exist now uh, because you know the 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 needing to break away from technology wouldn't probably hit as hard and. Uh, 1997. <laughs> I gotta give up my Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> it's running my life. 
there's an art. But for real, those did burn our lives. <laughs> Game Boy colors ruining me. Um, yeah, no, I love that premise. I mean, I think I think that'd be a very cool show for uh, Nick now. Yeah, it doesn't work in the past. Check out this uh, the song though. Uh, it sounds really good. Sounds like exactly like something that somebody would want to hear at the station. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> Please the people. Is fulfilled, the is fulfilled desire? Is the theme song the song you're referencing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Spotify discover. I know, uh, you know, Andrew, Joe, you guys aren't Spotify people for some reason, but that Discover Weekly playlist is just trying. every week. I get I get gems. They're really good at that. It's awesome. Um. Okay. Uh, this now this show sounds like a like opposite iCarly in a good way. It was almost like ten years yeah. ago or whatever that was. Uh, iCarly was like um, championing technology, and this is like you know going the other direction. Yeah. So let's yeah it's let's cool. go around the executives table. You can only take one of Chris's shows: battles, battle of the band, or analog. Uh, mm-hmm. Adeline, which which one are you guys going to go with? Uh, analog, the analog Adeline, for sure. Yeah, for me. me too. Um, I think I'd like to watch Battle of the Bands. I too would like to watch Battle of the Bands. Um, yeah. Oh no! It's a split decision, <laughs> folks. <laughs> the, all right, the BOC listeners will decide. Right. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. Those were great. Yeah. Love it. Great job. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. I'm spinning the wheel. Here we go. All right. Uh, Andrew, I believe you have this one. This is this was a message we got from the Nostalgia Society. Yeah. Okay. Um, Play it. Oh, uh, it's yeah. I think it's, a, uh, it's actually uh, email. Um, read, read it. it. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Chris and Jen of the Nostalgia Society. Their show is called The Berenstain Files. Ooh. The premise, a riveting drama about a group of kids whose lives are turned upside down by a singular electrical event that starts to turn their realities upside down. Only they are the only people who aren't affected by the strange and sometimes mind-bending events that start happening around their normally quiet suburb. Our three hero kids band together to solve the mis- mysteries and fix their reality by traveling through time and space to correct wrongs and right reality. But is there a greater plot behind these occurrences, and can they figure it out before it's too late? Hmm. But they're That's like the Berenstein Bears. Uh, they. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, the main characters. Main characters include Baxter Berenstein, age twelve. He's an average sixth grader who mostly keeps to himself, interested in science and math, and is pretty good at it, is able to figure out how the rifts work, which allows them to pinpoint where and when they travel to in the past and how to get back to their own time. He's also obsessed with the books that once shared his last name. Oh. Uh, oh. Haley Bassler, uh, age 12, plays soccer and is fascinated by history and reading memoirs is usually the person to bring up changes in books and life events when she notices them. She's also a secret prodigy hacker who helps them find other occurrences of strangeness outside of their town and even hack into government websites to find more information and proof. 
Little does she know she is closer to, to the truth than she realizes. And Cody Meyer, age 13, a seventh grader who's initially fearful of the events going on around him and gathers courage from his newfound friends, is a middle school track star and enjoys basketball in his spare time. Immediately, he notices when changes in sports-related events happen, such as game rules or the objects players use on the field being different. Themes include uh, friendship, coming of age, courage, and perseverance. Uh, and later on, themes of good versus evil. Time slot. 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Prime. We imagine it would be part of SNCC. It would be a replacement for the Are You Afraid of the Dark slot in 1997 after it left that block on Saturday. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. Um, just some other things that they talk about that would happen. Uh, the show will not be campy. It will have a darker edge to it, a bit more sinister and creepy, especially with some of the things and events they'll be dealing with. This is not space cases or animals. More mystery and suspense. Space cases slam. Uh, in terms of cinematic effect, it'll read more like Erie, Indiana than Goosebumps or Tomorrow People as far as budget goes. Better lighting, better sets, no cheap CGI. Yes. Uh, the same core group of kids are the main characters with many supporting characters that come in and out of each episode. Some would be recurring. Uh, the kids didn't really interact before, so this event is what brings them together. Perhaps a mutual viewing of a strange event and realizing the others can see it. There's probably an initial character who feels a sense of loneliness that he or she is the only one who can see this, possibly feels crazy because of it until meeting the other characters. Uh, the strange occurrences can be classified as glitches in time or the universe, uh, like a Mandela effect type of thing, but sometimes much worse. Uh, examples include their female neighbor suddenly developing a third eye, but to everyone else this is normal, but to the three main characters, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> they must go through one of the rifts around town into the past and fix the future before everybody starts growing uh, extra body parts. Um, a man is mowing his lawn and multiples of him start to flow out behind him like a windows pop up uh, that's glitching. Um, the overarching story arc will be to find out why this has started happening and what caused the initial event. They will also be trying to discover why they weren't affected. They have a base of operations which seems to remain unaffected. They're able to keep track of events and what existed before in order to pinpoint where they need to travel to. Uh, eventually, they may discover that there is an organization or person who is responsible for this and who knows they are, who, who, who knows who they are and that they've been interfering with the shadowy end goal. Uh, as seasons go on, they may find others who are also able to avoid getting affected, and things might go international as we see the initial season happening within suburban U.S. Uh, unbeknownst to Haley, she is distantly related to Ursula Bassler, president of the CERN lab Laboratory, which may have more to hide than we realize, and her name is derived from the Large Hadron Collider. Right on. I mean, this sounds like a little bit of a mix of... Um like for kids of uh, X-Files meets Doctor Who kind of? Yeah. Um, a very cool concept, I think, that I, I was trying to think of like other shows that, like it almost seems like something else has done this, but I couldn't think of anything. As far as kid shows, it doesn't really feel like it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's definitely a trickier space of like kid show, but not campy. Like a Nick, Nick, yeah. I think had some success, obviously, Are You Afraid of the Dark, but also a lot of misses, I think, with it. Yeah, it's hard to make that work, but um, very cool idea. Yeah. Uh, Sounds cool. 
Yeah. Sounds like a, a rather... whole phenomenon here. Got it's pretty uh, pretty thought well thought out. Yeah, I, I really like just this the basic concept of like random things changing, um, and them trying to change them. Back. Yeah, it's just a real good solid. Uh, base. Yeah, it's eerie Indiana. If they could go back and like figure out where the problems stem from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you, Chris and Jen. Uh, thank you for putting so much thought into that. That's awesome. Yeah, so awesome. Let's spin the wheel, folks. Here we go. Is this a physical wheel? It's an internet wheel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, I thought I heard like a ticking before. Oh, that was me trying to make the sound of the wheel. Uh, oh, I thought it was a real wheel. Oh. <laughs> it fooled both of us. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew you're up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you. Uh, okay, very good. Um, <laughs> very my, good. <laughs> I realized I had uh, um, before we even decided to do this. I realized I had something kind of in mind for this. Mm. Um, just in the back of my it's head. It's called space. Time. Better be good. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I did take uh, one of the like a group of characters from my oh, book good, good. and used in this. Um, so my show would be called the preposterous space perils of pants team pink. Uh, the oh, premise, of course. it would be, it would be an animated show. Um, I think uh, in my mind, like a, a combination of Powerpuff Girls, Rick and Morty and Shin Chan. Um, so like a little bit more, um, adult, I think, than Powerpuff Girls, but less so than Rick and Morty. Um, and in my wildest dreams, you know, to have like a Japanese um, animation studio make it. But what is uh, in the distance? What do you say what the show's called again? Yeah, the preposterous space perils of Pants Team Pink. Pants Team Pink. Okay. In the distant future, a group of Earth kids with a popular web series travel through the universe in custom spaceships, solving problems and beating bad guys, all while racing to be home in time for dinner. Um, the theme song, I imagine, is like a uh, just like over the top pop rock song in the vein of some like 90s uh, anime. It's like really. Um, I don't know, it's really over the top. Um, but just like with goofier lyrics, kind of like uh, parodying that style. Um, so the characters include Beercheese69. He's the responsible one who keeps the team on task. Uh, without him, they would never get anything done. Uh, the one true king, Beer's little brother, the one is the wild card who often makes fun of the others and messes things up, but is a capable fighter. Tim Horton, the brainiest member of the team, Horton is the pint-sized technology expert, helping them navigate the future landscape and getting involved in things that the rest of them aren't even aware are going on. Uh, and the leader of the group, Princess Fluffy Pants, she's the uh, pink pigtailed optimistic leader of the team who always sees the best in everything she's their connection to their to their enormous fan base and an expert at love driven problem solving so the supporting cast would include uh characters like their merch guy todd who's like an earth guy who's in charge of a earth future earth pawn shop um 
and the leader of Earth, the mighty big guy. Um, the themes would include friendship, teamwork, and general do-goodery. Uh, stories would revolve around the kids flying off to other planets to solve some problem or fight some baddie, only to discover that the source of the problem was something dumb and convoluted that could have easily been avoided. Um, alternate storylines would include episodes in the kids' everyday lives, in which they find that dealing with the difficulties of school and friendship often pose bigger challenges than space adventures. Uh, some of the episodes would also take place in a popular virtual reality game that they all play. Um, and my goal with this would be like something that is fun for kids to watch, but has like tinges of the adult world in it. Um, so I want it to be like a show that the kids are in control of this universe, but um, they face like real problems. And it feels like it, I want it to feel kind of like some nineties, uh, animated stuff felt to me at the time, which was like, um, you know, like to some degree almost felt like I shouldn't be able to get away with watching this or something. Yeah. Um, you said one of your, so one I, of your characters is named beard cheese 69. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. I might have to change yeah. that. It's like, yeah. That'd be a note. That um, would be a note from the network. Yeah. Um, but that, that's canon oh. though. You can't change these names. Oh, you know, you're holding your ground, like no show. Well, it's, oh, it's already been established. Yeah, You'd have to rewrite Space Junk. Oh, I, I see. But I mean, I'm saying like, you know, if you're a network, having the word yeah. beer in I 69 could... in one of your characters' names is... Yeah, the even um, in the first episode, it could almost like allude to the real name, but then like explain that he had to change his name for <laughs> sure. network reasons sure. or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would have this, I would ideally want this to be on an 8.30 Saturday night snack. Wow, wow going right for um, snack. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want the earliest time slot, but um, I want it, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's a snack um, themed show, like in the adult themes. In yeah, the interesting. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't ever really a show like that, like in the style you're describing, I feel like, on snack. Yeah, um, I was looking through some of the snicks just to refresh myself, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. I was pretty shocked by some of the shows. Like Rugrats was on there for like four years or something, mm -hmm. and uh, Cat Dog was on there for a couple oh, of wow. years. So really? I feel like come on. <laughs> we can do better than that. Hey, yeah, man. <laughs> sure. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, that's I that that's bold. Like you went right for it. Uh, yeah. I, Why not? <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like Nick just didn't have those type of shows. Like, I feel like, mm. you know, what you described was something I would have had to head over to Cartoon Network for, which is maybe a good thing. Mm. Like, maybe maybe Nick dipping their toe into that would uh, keep them competitive for longer, because I feel like they didn't yeah, really get yeah. to that until, like, Invader Zim. Yeah, you're right. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess I just went with, like, my gut this is what i wanted oh to definitely be. yeah i wouldn't have it any other way yeah i'm confident jocelyn uh melissa you guys watching it oh heck yeah <laughs> i'll i'll check it out <laughs> oh no <laughs> wow Jeez. <laughs> wow okay all right well I like, it. like in uh in, in space junk the 
this this like ragtag crew when i first like you know some of the first parts with them in it i'm like man this is like too trebly for me you know it's like too like um loud and sweet you know and and mm. and doesn't didn't feel like andrew to me but then over time i totally realized that you that was kind of like the crux of uh you know of everything and uh i think that the 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 balance of the characters is really good um and i like how you kind of refresh i think some of the what you said i think you might have is that like straight from space junk and then maybe some of it is a, a little you know, like new but i i like the balance of the characters a lot and i like the um you know that some of it is based in virtual reality i think that's something that your book does really well is to kind of like blur you know the i mean that's a corny way of saying it but kind of blur those lines of like where virtual reality becomes a reality to live in which i know some people kind of live that way but i don't understand that so i'm always kind of fascinated by that but i like the idea of especially in the 90s like almost kind of like this like cyberpunk kind of move of like having some episodes just based in this you know other space that is that is virtual uh, i don't know i like that cool thanks yeah um if, if you're a new listener to the show or uh, an occasional listener, Space Junk is Andrew's book. That's what we're referring to. You can go on Amazon and uh, buy it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Um, and thank you if you already have. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm spinning the wheel. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, Andrew, I think this was one I sent to you to read, but I'm going to give you a break. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this was from our friend Allie. Um, okay, so she says, uh, Hi, Andrew and Joey. Here's my pitch idea. Um, also really enjoyed the cabinet episode. Such a great idea and so much fun. All right, so here's her premise. Uh, grown weary of life in Wellsville, endless Mike Hellstrom takes a job as a custodian at Sideburn State University. It's a nice gig, as it also provides him with the chance to take free classes with room and board. However, the room he has provided, he must share with a student on campus. The new freshman roommate, Teddy L. Forsman. <laughs> Can these two coexist, or will Mike implode with frustration? Only time will tell. Uh, characters, Endless Mike, Teddy, uh... With a new outlook on life, we're going to see the head of campus security is Stu Benedict. <laughs> um, unhinged head custodian, Hank Thune. Teddy's professor, who is uh, checked out as an educator, Nigel uh, Fernsby. Captain of the football team, and uh, Billy to Endless Mike, Roger Brickthorn. Head football coach and encourager of Roger's behavior, Ed Narens. Oh, wow. Uh, returning from his appearance in Feel, Feel the Pete. Uh, Endless Mike's religion teacher, who is a bit of a hipster, Mary Dankworth, but will ultimately challenge Mike's worldview. <laughs> um, love interest for both Mike and Teddy, Melanie uh, Naismith. And cameos from the original series are sprinkled about. Uh, she's, uh, she says this time slot is Saturday at 9 p.m. just before Are You Afraid of the Dark? And some of the themes, Teddy has to tutor 
uh, Mike or some episode ideas as well. Teddy has to tutor Mike. Mike learns he's no longer big man on campus and is bullied by captain of the football team. Teddy going into the dating game, tries to uh, take tips from Mike, but learns he must be himself. Teddy and Mike both try to join the same fraternity, trying to compete for a spot. Uh, Teddy makes the wrestling team and becomes quite popular, much to the dismay of Mike, who sees him as the same Teddy from high school. Uh, Teddy and Mike both learn the girl they like, uh, and she likes them, is the same girl, um, to name a few ideas. She says the title of the show is The Adventures of Teddy and Mike. Um, And she says, ultimately, one of my favorite dynamics from Pete and Pete was Teddy and Mike in Road Warrior. And Teddy's portrayal as Mike in Pinned. Yes, I love that as well. Um, they seem like they would be the best duo. Thanks for considering it. Hope you guys are well. Allie, a.k.a. Allie Mander. So a spinoff. Our first spinoff, right? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Melissa's in. Your listeners yeah. are so creative. <laughs> you, oh, you getting nervous, Jocelyn? A little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love this. Uh, Teddy and Mike in particular, two great characters that like together are so would be so awkward. I feel like um, really interesting. Yeah, you get a taste in season three, like she said, with um, Pinned and Road yeah. Warrior, and they do have this kind of great, strange dynamic. Um, both wonderful actors. Yeah, and that would be great to have both of the real guys back for this. Oh, yeah. Um, If you can't get them, then, you know, it's a no deal. Okay. Uh, Let's spin the wheel. All right. Uh, We have a submission from Josh, and Josh's is an audio, so I'm going to play that recording for you guys. Okay, so this may be cheating a little bit, uh, but since my brother and me only had one season i think that we reboot the show um, but focus on alfie and goo uh, maybe we can call it alfie and goo <laughs> uh it'd be cool to kind of see those guys as they're older maybe end of high school or in college um, kind of follow them around i can envision alfie being a collegiate basketball player or some type of athlete um, i can envision goo um, swindling his way into the same school slash university as Alfie um, and kind of scheming and those guys getting in trouble and, and causing havoc like they usually do. Uh, Melanie uh, could be involved as well um, as kind of either the older sister at the same university or maybe graduating to being very successful and goo um, still chasing her around. So kind of a weak premise, <laughs> um, but I'm not a writer, uh, but I do think the idea of, of catching up with those guys in college. So. Uh, Alfie and Goo would be cool, and that would be more of a teen Nick um, slash Saturday night Nick thing. Um, Put it on Saturday night, Snick slot. Not You don't want to start it off at 7, but you don't want to end it there either. So right around that that 7.30, sorry, I grew up in Central Time, Um, so I mean 8, right around that 8.30 slot. um, Second show, kind of warm you up a little bit um, for kind of some later festivities with are you afraid of the dark or some some animated stuff so um hopefully i answered all the questions i did not screenshot the um the the instagram video um but just saying alfie and goo we get another season of my brother and me they're all grown up they're in college um, causing havoc thanks guys what do you guys think i like it i, I like these ideas of getting characters that 
were kind of like side characters or maybe didn't get the spotlight and they get their own show. I like it. Yeah. And, and I think it writes, it writes the wrong of one of nineties, Nick's biggest crimes, which is, you know, the death of my brother, me too early. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, and Elfie and Goo grown up, just a great, another great pair. I think that, uh, would kind of like naturally, um, create like, good stories yeah you could you could almost have teddy and mike and elf uh um elfie and goo just back to back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know co- college hour yes chris you into it yeah i mean my only complaint is what's this guy got against Didi? <laughs> Didi's a dweeb no way Didi is a fine <laughs> actor <laughs> hey <laughs> me <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Dee Dee would make appearances. I mean, it's it's just weird to go to Melanie before you even mention Dee Dee to me. Hmm. I figured he was thinking Dee Dee's at home, back at home still. He's younger. Maybe yeah. he comes to visit. Yeah. Well, sure. I, I no, love it. it. Sounds great. Yeah. I, I mean, I think both both of these. I'm I'm you know reluctant to to buy into the spinoffs, but. You know, these are both worthy <laughs> spinoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I really appreciate it, Josh. Thanks so much for sending that yeah. in. Awesome. Uh, and we're going to spin the wheel. All right. I have uh, a letter here from um, our friend and resident artist, Big Orange Couch artist, mm-hmm. Brett Wilson. Uh, check him out at Brett Wilson art on Instagram. He sent me a concept that he said he came up, I think uh, in college and it's a show called shipwrecked. Um, he also sent some of the original like animation outlines that he had done for it. Um, and they look really cool. Like straight up. I would almost just based on the animation, watch it. It looks really cool. Um, the premise is set in the year 1771 the series follows a middle-aged European tea export captain who washed up on shore uh, of the island of uh, Rapa Nu. While attempting to f- uh, find a way off and reunite with his family, who immigrated to America, he is welcomed into a small jungle tribe who needs his help to stop an evil witch doctor and his minions threatening to end all life on the island by reactivating a dead volcano. Can... Uh, can Magellan find his way home before he's burnt to a crisp or will he discover there's more to family than simple blood relation during his island adventures with the Anaku tribe? Um, he said this would be a 2d animated show aimed at preteens age eight to 12. Um, I do like the idea of like a 1700s ship direct uh, animated show. Yeah. Sounds very cool. Goofy. Love it. Yeah. I'll post some of these photos uh, on Instagram, some of his concept art. It's really cool. Um, His characters, I'm going to kind of shorten these a little bit, but um, his characters are Magellan, age 55, five foot four, a weary sea captain with exceptional woodworking skills, um, though quite clumsy nowadays. Um, We have Lee or Lee Nanny, uh, age 10, four foot nine orphan a young spunky polynesian girl who loves exploring and chronicling her adventures in her diary um let's see here uh fizzle age five two foot two 
uh, Lee's pet salamander who follows her wherever uh, she goes. Um, Fizzle's most destructive trait is a fiery glow to his tail matching the size of his bravery. Um, Mm. We have Tier, age 26, the sweet yet sassy caretaker of Lee and tribal culinary expert in the Anaku tribe. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing any of this, Brett. Um, Her father was the recently deceased elder murdered by Dr. Mumbazu. Um, Dr. Mumbazu, age unknown, presumably 30s. Uh, Six foot three, a slender, agile witch doctor uh, fueled by revenge who was cast out by the Anaku tribe for accidentally poisoning their elder. Uh, Never seen with his painted wooden mask off. Has the ability to control animals, shapeshift objects, and cast a wide array of spells and hexes. Um, An Ashmore, age 537, 10 foot 2. A sentient Moa head? Is that how you say it? Moa head? Um, Brought to life by Dr. Mambazu and was abandoned for being too dim-witted to carry out nefarious tasks. While slow moving and with few words to say, he has a big heart and often helps protect his, protect his friends from incoming threats to the tribe's village, which he has been ad- ad- adopted into. Um, what's the island like? It's star-shaped, several tribes on it. Some are cannibal tribes, craftsman tribes, voodoo tribes, ex-pirate tribes. Um... Animalia tribes, thick jungle areas, tall secluded waterfalls. You know, you get the idea here. Some of the themes, magic versus technology, family versus tribalism, abandonment, wonder. Um, He says the time slot. I think this is our first, uh, our first like this. He's, he's looking at a weekday time slot at 4.30 PM just before dinner. Um, Or or a Saturday afternoon at one or two, which feels perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He says it, it sounds too scary for the daytime to me. Scary? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds too spooky for me. See, maybe I, I, I think if you saw the art, I think I think you'd come around. It's like very, I don't know. It's very warm and kind of fun loving. The character there's a, ten, there's a ten foot tall thing on it. <laughs> but he's too much. but he says it's like he says it's a very dim witted nice thing. Mm, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he says the influences are the adventures of Tintin, the adventures of Johnny Quest, mm. um, you know, and Easter Island history. And he's looking at three seasons, about 13 episodes long each. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. Get in, uh, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and tight. Very cool. Uh, really cool characters. Like, um, <laughs> Just, I don't know, really imaginative. Um, very interesting. I, I would be interested to see how like the story's played out. I'm about, I'm about to send you guys a, a photo here. Yeah, send us a photo. I like it. There aren't really any Nickelodeon shows that are like period shows. I mean, yeah. what takes place at a, in a historical time? Um, you guys see these? Yes. Let's check this out. Okay, yeah, yeah the one cool. all the way to the left, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's smiling. That's so cool. Yeah, oh, yeah cool. that's my favorite one. Yeah, this looks awesome. Of yeah, course is it very is. Cool. There's nothing scary. Like my... I mean, he has a huge smile on his face. Oh, because things with smiles are never scary? <laughs> More or less. I mean... 
So, so you're you're afraid of length? Is that your? Is that the? <laughs> yeah, the idea? that's it. <laughs> that Chris. That's why. That's why I've never fully trusted you. You're too, you're too tall. That's why she only dates men four foot and under. <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, I love I like it. I think that's so. Yeah, cool. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a great concept. And uh, Brett, you should uh, you should pitch it to Nick. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or make a graphic novel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. All right, I'm spinning, I'm spinning. Do, 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 do. Melissa. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so I have, like, my, my easy cop-out show idea, but then I I have a real show idea where I... Let's, um, let's so I... I think that they should have just done a Harriet the Spy show. Mm-hmm. That was a masterpiece. Um, it was just so well done, and I loved it. And I, I mean, it probably would have lost its magic over time if they did a show. But I would have loved to watch a Harriet the Spy show yeah. with the original cast. Um, Rose, that, but, you would have been getting Rosie in her prime. <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah, it would have been great. Anyway, so my idea was just like I, I just meshed together Harriet the Spy with my childhood, so it's a little autobiographical. Hmm. Um, because like that movie shaped a lot of of my interests, and I, I wrote a lot, and I had a well, I was very fortunate to grow up on a nice like cul-de-sac street, and there were probably like, I don't know, 15 or 16 houses on the street, but eight of them had kids my age or like within three years, older or younger. So our, like the group of the neighborhood kids, we were all really close together and we had a lot of fun together. And I used to spy on them with my best friend, Lindsay. <laughs> and we used to like, this is illegal. But we would take uh, my video camera and at night we would dress in all black and we'd go around the neighborhood and record. Oh my God. <laughs> we'd record people in their homes. You're a monster. This, this is. Okay, but Jocelyn, me and my best friend scary. used to do that too. Me and my best friend used to do that too. See? Oh my, you're psychos. <laughs> yeah. I still somewhere have videos of like Mr. Varga sleeping in his recliner watching films. Oh no. You're lucky you didn't fully ruin your childhood innocence uh, accidentally. So naive. Mr. Varga feeling frisky one night. Yeah. It's funny to think of the things that I could have seen, but. Fortunately, I you know I wasn't scarred by anything. I still didn't believe in anything like that existed yet. M- Melissa, what is this show? So like, what, what, okay, <laughs> so the show filming your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like that. It's just a girl, and we'll call her Harriet, um, and then her friend Lindsay, which is like my real best friend Lindsay, growing up on that street. But so Harriet and Lindsay are best friends, and they're just having fun and like learning about themselves and their neighbors and acceptance and the world around them. 
Um, but there's humor and it, I wrote down, it balances itself carefully between the light and dark side of growing up. Mm. So growing up on that street, like we really did have like a set of kids whose parents were going through a divorce and then another set of kids, maybe their dad, um, like was drinking a little too much. And then another kid, his father was just super strict and like not a very nice guy. So you, you'll touch on that a little bit. I mean, we'll still make it for kids. So it's, it's, um, like Harriet the Spy meets, um, the little rascals meets like freaks and geeks, mm. except no drugs. <laughs> nice. Or drinking. I, I really like that. What, what's it called? Yeah. I didn't know what to call it. I was trying to think of like a street name that mm. would be good. So I just named it Henderson Place because mm. the Harriet the Spy author lived in Henderson Place Historic District. That's cool. That's creative. Rename it if you guys want. No, I like Henderson Place. <laughs> the street name idea is super good. Yeah. What's the theme song? Oh, the theme song is just the intro, the not the lyrical part, but the intro to the song I was born a unicorn. That's that's a great theme song. I was real yeah. into that album freshman year of college. I don't know if you remember, Chris. I mean, the unicorns were they were rocking. Yeah, I I remember. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, very cool. Is are they going to be like doing what you were doing, like filming these people and yeah. they're not looking or whatever? Yeah, I mean, they could, or, I mean, Harriet was really just watching and spying and writing about it, um, but, yeah. you know, they could, you know, take people. No, I mean, it sounds really cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of potential for stories. So. Yeah, like, I was looking, like, you could do all the issues that you have with your parents or issues that you have amongst your friends, your crushes, first kisses. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all there. They could discover people doing untoward things that, uh, <laughs> you know that they need to deal with like how do we accept this yeah like like this guy's stealing newspaper from his next door neighbor every day of it. like how yeah. do we approach we this? used to make up stories like that like we used to imagine that people were doing bad things and then we'd spy on them and see if they really were doing yeah we were always wrong they were always <laughs> Good. They're always very boring and normal. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I, I guess I'm learning that this is kind of, well, based on this very small sample, uh, that both Melissa and Jocelyn did stuff like this. Is this why uh, uh, women seem to be better at men at finding stuff on the internet, you know, about people? Like, I have lots of, like, female friends who, like, if I needed like background information on someone, it would take them like 15 minutes and they would give me like two pages uh, of stuff. And I, I just don't know how to do that. 
Yes, I think women are more observant and curious. Yeah, we we know what to look for. No, it's because you guys spent your entire childhood spying on people. (laughs) I I am literally staring into my neighbor's window as we speak right now. And I do it every night, and I watch her paint every night. Oh, wow, they paint? Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks really good from what I can see. Nice. Is your light off? Like, can she see that you're watching her? Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. All right. I love it. Henderson plays. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I love it. Oh, and I play it at, it would be like at nine o'clock on Fridays. Ooh, so in competition a with Chris. Later, yeah, in competition with Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Different strokes. Yeah. 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 I just I think it's a later show. It's not snick worthy, but it needs to be a little bit later because it's some adult themes to it. Love it. Yeah, that, that theme song is gonna get people cool. pumped too. Just like oh. <laughs> Is what do you imagine is like in the opening credits, like like girls sneaking around houses with a camera? Um, no. Like you've got um Hmm. Oh, I know. It would be Harriet starting off in her room and she picks up her walkie-talkie and because Lindsay and I used to communicate via walkie-talkie because we were only two doors away. Um, we didn't like to use the phone. So it, my walk, I'd be on my walkie-talkie and then Lindsay would pick up her walkie-talkie and then we'd be like talking blah, blah, blah. And then we'd leave our house and meet up in the street and then we'd be shouting and knocking on doors and get, <laughs> gathering all the kids together. The boys would come out with their skateboards, some other with their bikes, and then we would just rule that street. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sounds like a dream. Cool. Nice. Nice. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. I can't hear it. Sorry, I'm losing my I'm losing my wheel mojo. Um all right, this one comes from Tim. It's real sweet uh real nice and short here. Um he calls his show Roger and Wilco. Um, Roger is the main character. He's in high school, maybe middle school, and gets involved with the school's radio program or the radio club. Um, Wilco is his dog, uh, and, or it could be a best friend. So either or, uh, dog or best friend. Um, it would air Sunday nights, a good ending to the weekend before the school week. Um, themes would probably heavily rely on communication with a heavy tie-in with music. Um, that's all he gives us, but I, I, I like it kind of, a um, also kind of sounds like freaks and geeks with like a more like kiddish Nickelodeon vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining it's, uh, live action, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't, sure. well, if it's a dog, maybe not. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no. but Apparently not- you've never seen wishbone. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about wishbone. Um, <laughs> Are those are those type of dogs good dogs? I think they're spazzy. Spazzy, okay. Because Wishbone always seems so chill and you know in control. But I I had I had heard the same thing that those dogs are kind of like. Andrew, isn't that the same dog in Fraser? Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, I never put it together before. Yeah. But... Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> We're doing the hard work here, people. (laughs) 
Um, also, it's a great name for a show, Roger and Wilco. I think it's really good. Yeah. 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 Very good. Thank you, Tim. All right. I'm spinning the wheel. And I'm up. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to start with my title here. So the title of my show is Hometown. Um, okay. The time slot, I'm thinking 1996, Monday nights, 730. <laughs> uh, it's the last mm. show before before Nick at Night starts. Okay, so I want it. I want a weekday, um, and the premise here—it's going to be hosted. So this is more of a docu series. Uh, this is going to be hosted by '90s Danny Tamborelli. You know, <laughs> Pete and Pete has just ended, um, and each week the show is going to visit a kid's hometown. Um, we visit favorite local locations such as restaurants, malls, arcades, schools, parks. Uh, and we get a tour of each kid's hometown. So it's like pretty much a kid showing you um, all their favorite spots. You know, it could be with their friends. Um, each, mm. each each episode would also end with a two to three minute short made about everyday life in that town. So like the kid gets to be in the short. It's always co-starring Danny Tamborelli or other Nick celebs who happen to drop by. Um, and this would be true cinema verite. Uh, except for the the short short at the end, like this is just a true like um, you know it's it's like the best parts of you know Nick comes to visit your school where you just really get to show off, but not just your school, but like you know your house. You could walk, give him a little tour around your room, all the cool stuff you have, or your friends, um, and uh, you know the characters are obviously just the kids of America. Um. The overarching themes of the show, the show would display the diversity of towns across America, uh, the kids who grew up there uh, and, you know, uh, what makes their hometowns interesting and or boring. Um, Kids would get to experience what it was like to grow up in rural places, urban places, suburban lifestyles uh, and more. So it would get to show kids kind of like all different types of life in America. Um, the bonus here would be that I would like to have specials from time to time where Nickelodeon stars would show you around their hometown, something like Keenan showing you around Atlanta or Larissa Alenic showing you around Santa Clara, uh, and so on. So, um, or like you could pick a kid where a Nick star was from that town too, and have them drop by, um, but, uh, that'd be hometown. Oh, my theme song here. Very important. Very um, important. I'm going to I'm going to play it for you guys just in case you forget. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to buy out this song before um, Motel <laughs> before Motel 6 uh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's one of my favorite songs of all time seriously and it would be a perfect uh, song for this. Hold on. You guys remember this song from could, those commercials? Yeah. We'll leave the forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I imagine that's the theme song. Um, in fact, you know, uh, just it, it'll never even be associated with Motel Six uh, in the '90s. I'm gonna grab it first. 
Um, I think it's one of the greatest melodies ever written. It gives you that homespun feel. Um, so. One of the greatest melodies ever written. Yeah. I stand by Here's a dirty... A dirty secret is at least four to five times a year I pull up that cover on YouTube and just jam to it. Get, get in the bath. Light some candles. Yep, with some wine and... <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's hometown. Um, very cool. I I think like even though as a kid, it's probably the type of thing that I would not necessarily get excited about. Now I'd be totally into it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Be very awesome. I would have been totally into it. Um, most kids might be into it. I'm not, you know, speaking for them. <laughs> I, I was always really excited when you got to like, anytime it felt like a kid was getting to show something off, there was a feeling of, yeah, there was a feeling of envy, like you wanted to be that kid, but also like, just so cool. And also I'm thinking Nick is like the kids network in the nineties. It was all about the kids. Yeah. Um, you get Danny Tamborelli probably cracking jokes. And I think that little short at the end could be really fun. Like kids getting to make like a, whatever sketch they want about whatever thing in their town. Yeah, you're no, you're totally right. I, uh, I just, <laughs> I know as a kid, like anything that like even bordered on, maybe this is educational <laughs> would be a no go, but uh, now it'd be great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Andrew loves to uh, Andrew loves love based problem solving, but hates to learn. I, this is what I'm learning. <laughs> I like to learn now. You know, yeah. As a kid, yeah. I didn't like to be tricked into learning. Like, turn <laughs> sure. into a TV show, and I'm learning now. Oh, great. Well, we're not. We're not talking, what, what do you learn? You're not learning. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah. No, oh, no. no. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a pizza hut. Come on, not again. I was trying to think of the things I'd show show off, but that's also, I think, part of the charm is that like some towns wouldn't have that. I don't know. You'd be scrounging a little bit. Um, you know what? There's actually a kind of like a popular YouTube channel with these two kids that had home videos from when they were kids. Like they made a ton of them, so they upload some of the videos on there of just them walking around their uh, town. Um, and it actually is really good. I, I imagine it being similar to that ish. That sounds great. Cool. I think of, of of all the shows so far, I think Joey's swings to me so much on like who's behind it, right? Like who's the director? Like because you can make that truly a masterpiece of like just kids yeah. doing weird stuff, like being like very authentically. You know, I mean, no better. I mean, there's not very many authentic representations of childhood on TV, and that could be that, or it could be this like cookie cutter, you know, by the numbers, like here's my bedroom, like MTV Cribs style. Like I never understood why people liked MTV Cribs. It's like it's a bunch of rich people showing you that they have a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like th th yeah. this could be like the the total other spectrum of like everything you actually kind of feel like humanity and reality in it yeah it would for sure be better than crips there's no doubt about that mm -hmm. i like it too because as a kid 
I don't know. You're in a bubble. So you, I think it would have been yeah. cool to see how kids like live their di- daily life in Alaska versus mm. like New Mexico or just a place totally different than Northeast Ohio. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, good. I'm glad I piqued your interest. Jocelyn, you, you're against it or? No, I definitely. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 and, I, and also <laughs> I liked cribs. I like seeing how other oh, people that's, <laughs> Obviously, as you stare into your neighbor's apartment. <laughs> she, left, she left the room. I can't see her anymore. Oh, darn it. Um, all right, I'm spinning the wheel. Um, this one's from Jesse. I think this is an audio. Hey, Big Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, my name is Jesse. And I've been listening to your podcast for probably a month now. Uh, I don't know how I didn't know about it before. Just discovered it. And, man, I absolutely love it. So thank you guys for uh, making such quality content. And um, I followed you on Instagram, and I saw that you had the Pitching a TV Show uh, thing for your next episode. I love it. It's, uh, it's great. I don't, I don't have the ability to direct message you. Uh, so I'm recording this since I do a lot of podcasting and podcast editing myself. Uh, but anyway, uh, pitching a TV show. So I haven't given, I haven't given much thought to this since I just saw, I just saw your, um, post on Instagram, but I kind of wrote down a few thoughts, uh, just off the top of my head. Um, cause I wanted my own, own show on Nickelodeon at one point in my life. I was like, man, that would be so fun. So uh, I call it Jesse and the Lemonade Stand Gang. Um, I don't actually uh, foresee myself as a kid in this role. I see someone else, but uh, I don't know. I just kept the name. Anyway, the premise is that it would center around a boy named Jesse and his quest to own a lemonade stand empire in his neighborhood. Um, I'm thinking it's a little bit of a Clarissa Explains It All vibe uh, from the main character breaking the fourth wall and such. Um, A little bit Babysitter's Club in the sense that um, there are several people in his Lemonade Stand gang and the entrepreneurial side of it. Uh, A a tiny bit of early Breaking Bad in the recipe development of the lemonade, uh, perhaps even developing like a blue raspberry lemonade. Uh, Obviously not as dark as Breaking Bad, nor really anything like it. Uh, and it wouldn't actually be able to be a reference if it was on 90s Nick since it would predate that. Anyway, so anyway, uh, a little bit about that. Uh, I'm thinking the episodes wouldn't like really center around like the entrepreneurship of lemonade stands or whatever, but it would kind of be like this recurring theme um, and something that would bring the kids together uh, for meetings and fun places. So uh, I'm thinking of things like um, having a cool treehouse set where they hold like their their weekly meetings or um, kind of like in the next room to where uh, the mom and the parents are doing Tupperware parties or something uh, or even like biking over to random kids houses uh, to try and recruit them and I don't know stuff like that I'm thinking it would be in kind of that Clarissa 6 p.m. slot um, you know after a cartoon uh, but anyway I don't know. I just, (laughs) I love the idea of it. Uh, Just throwing this out there and uh, also wanted to thank you guys. So thank you for what you do. 
and also um, can't wait to listen to this episode. Not my episode, uh, your episode. Anyway, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, there it is. Jesse and the lemon, Lemonade Stand Gang. Uh, awesome. I mean, I think it sounds really cool. And I, I really like the idea of trying to come up with storylines revolving around that concept yeah like some somehow that really interests me um i like it it's a good concept it reminds me of the banana stand (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah but you could really actually do a whole show kind of like a kid show could kind of revolve around that yeah yeah love it uh, yeah, thank you so much, Jesse. Um, yeah, awesome. Sorry about... Pre- I think previously I'd referred sh- referred to you as a girl uh, I, I um, in previous episodes. I, I apologize about that. Uh, you're a guy. It's 2021, uh, man. It's fine. <laughs> well, you, you got to get people's titles right. Oh, yeah. So it's not fine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we got three more. Let's spin the wheel. Jocelyn, you are up. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, fine. Get, get me out of here. <laughs> the okay, moment so. you've been waiting for your whole life. My whole, my whole life. <laughs> Comes down to this. I got to get my neighbor in on this so she knows how cool I am. <laughs> um, okay, so it's a cartoon. It is like a cross between... Like Daria and Doug with like a little my so called life mixed in. So the main character's name's Rosie, and she, I didn't decide, like, I didn't pick where it's like a no name town, but she is, she has an older brother named Jack who's like kind of like a football player, but he's, he's very protective. Um, she is like 13 or 14, and it just deals with, Stuff that when I was that age, I wished that I could have seen on TV to like help deal with like, you know, going through puberty and how like a lot about the idea of how girls are kind of taught to be polite and nice. And like, I think that carries on into adulthood and like a lot of like the idea of when you're in, when you're in like elementary school and like a boy's mean to you and they say, oh, that means he likes you. So it's kind of going against that. And she has a Southern mom who's like very traditional. And um, yeah, so it she has two best friends, one named Jess, who is kind of a rebel. She gets into trouble a little bit and is kind of like the devil on her shoulder. And then she's another friend named Maggie, who is more laid back and more into like the schoolwork and like very into studying hard so they can get into good schools. Um, and then she has like one of the main characters is a teacher at the school named Miss Ferndale and she's new to the town that they live in and she's a single woman in her late twenties, but like very like kind of like a hippie and very into like women, women power. She's a feminist and people in the town don't really like her, but she gives, she gives Rosie a lot of, um, a lot of insight into being older and, you know, the idea of like, you'll get out of this town one day and things aren't like this everywhere. And, um, 
The name of the show is Disagreeable because her mom is constantly saying to her, like, why do you have to be so disagreeable? You know, <laughs> wear, wear this dress, blah, blah, blah. So, and the theme song is Cruel to be Kind by Letters to Cleo. The time slot I picked was 8.30 p.m. on Fridays. Oh, okay. And that's it. I like it. There there really wasn't a lot from just the female perspective back then. Yeah, and it felt like on Nickelodeon, even if it was like Shelby Woo, it feels like uh, like maybe like a animated Clarissa, but a tad edgier, right? Is that... Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay. I think I think if I was an exec, you'd have me at Daria meets Doug. Like, that seems <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the title, too. I think the title's great. Oh, thank you. And the theme song. I don't know that one. I mean, I do. I'm listening to it now, but I don't. <laughs> um... Yeah, I wanted to be middling on it just to annoy you, Jocelyn, but uh, <laughs> I feel that it was really good. Well, Andrew, I wouldn't expect anything different. Um, no, but it sounds really good. Um, well, thank it's, you. What, there was that, um, man, there was a show on Nickelodeon, like, Caitlin's Way. It sounds oh, like right. a be- much better version of that, basically. And not to put that down if there's From fans the show? of it, but... That show, Caitlin's Way. Oh, that point. You know? Um, and, and also animated, of course. Uh, no, I think it sounds really cool. Like, almost um, reminds me, just the sound of it, a little bit of um, As Told by Ginger, but, like, maybe a little, I don't know, more, a little better, heavier, or, like, more realistic. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like the sound of it. You're welcome. Uh, now I'm making yeah. famous TV shows, so I can't talk to you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounded like you really had that uh, ready to go. I mean, it was yeah, like I, thought out. I wasn't joking, Andrew. I really thought about this. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and you get like a real feminist character. That seems like, I mean, I know Nick definitely was pro-girl and like focused on girls, but like to have a very strong feminist character seems unique. There was a teacher at the high school when we were there, and I cannot remember her name, but that's what made me think of. She was a new teacher and she taught maybe like, I don't even remember, but I remember she was so nice to me when like... (laughs) Junior year of high school, this one boy who I won't name was very mean to me and would make me cry all the time. And she was so like, you could say it. His name was Chris. (laughs) 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 But she she was like, one day he's going to be a loser, and you're going to be. So that's what it made me think. Oh, that's a great teacher. Yeah. And now, and now that boy's real into Skrillex, so it makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she was right, yeah. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> All right, love it, love it. Oh, yeah, great. Really great. All right, we got two more here. I'm going to spin the wheel. These are both pretty short. 
Um, all right. So this one's from our buddies at the podcast Up All Night. They talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark every week. They just finished the original seven seasons. They just put up their last um, season seven, but they still have some more episodes coming about the reboot. Um, here is their idea. Um, they said, all right, my show is called the Orange Green Show. It's basically the Red Green Show except it's four kids and stars Eric and Stig from Are You Afraid of the Dark? It takes place in Stig's garage where they fix broken stuff for kids. It's a hybrid sitcom slash sketch show. Airs right before Nick at Night on Sunday night. Um, That's all they said, but it sounds intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really really interesting. Any more of Stig is... Good. Yeah, yeah. Stig didn't get enough time. Are Are you familiar with the Red Green Show? I know it by name, but I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm not familiar. No, Un- unfamiliar. Okay, uh, it was a show that. Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, is that his real name? I mean, I think. Well, I don't know if it's a real name. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I think that was the character. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like maybe to see him, you might know him, but yeah, it's, uh, it was like a variety type show. Yeah. I like it just in the garage, working on stuff, doing sketches. Sounds fun. (laughs) Um, and our last one was submitted, submitted by, uh, Amy Marie. Very, uh, she sent a couple videos. I tried to kind of break it down, um, cause they were, you know, like disappearing videos on Instagram. Um, she said her show would be called what's up with that. Uh, you know, no relation to the uh, SNL sketch. It would be a show where kids get to see all the hottest new trends, everything from three, three, 3D Doritos to high C Looney Tunes, t-shirts to gack filled shoes. Uh, it would be a little bit like zoom on PBS, but cooler. And for the Nick generation. Um, so I think it's like, um, you know, you got kids kind of hosting the show and you're looking at whatever's kind of hot that week. I imagine you probably look at like music videos or movies, um, fashion trends, uh, celeb Nick, uh, you know, kid celeb gossip. I'm kind of speaking for Amy Marie, but this was kind of the vibe I got. <laughs> um, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Very cool. It sounds like a, uh, to me, it sounds like a Saturday uh, afternoon. Yeah fair yeah maybe mm. alongside uh wild and crazy kids or something mm. i like that pair and it would be timeless it would be like a time capsule watching it now. yeah exactly yeah. go back and just see all the like i don't know have you gotten the new super soaker you know yeah 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 just this you know 20 years in advance keenan doing what's up with that I imagine that'd be an easy yes from the from the network just because it's like a like a thirty minute advertising. Yeah. It's like an infomercial, right? Mm, yeah. You don't even right. need commercials. You're just raking it in from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, love it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna recap here. Tell me if I'm wrong. The 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 shows we have pitched here are Chris has Battle of the Bands and Analog. Adeline, is that right? Yep. Uh, Andrew has the preposterous space perils of Pants Team Pink. 
Yep. Uh, Melissa with Henderson Place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn with Disagreeable. Yep. And I had Hometown. Um, those are our pitches. I'll, I'll post those and you guys can give some feedback as to maybe which, uh, which you're going to be tuning in for. Um, and, uh, I'll try to share some of the, um, the, uh, art Brett, Brett submitted for shipwrecked. Um, yeah. all, all awesome. And, uh, I, I honestly don't think there's like a stinker in the bunch. Like these are, should we start our own channel? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm ready. Um, yep. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I never know what to think. Like our, uh, you know, are we and, you know, listeners like very, you know, creative and talented and tapped into what people like, or is that job just like insanely easy? <laughs> like coming up with TV shows is, 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 is yeah. coming up with a show insanely easy. Yeah. I mean, but, but even like the right episodes, like there, there has never been a bad writing episode. Like, and they've all been better than episodes of that show that were written and it just seems like I, I it's a real dilemma for me like is this you un- like are we all uniquely good at this or have they been tricking us into thinking that that stuff is hard <laughs> yeah i know what you're saying i i have also been surprised by the writing episodes like how they've turned out um yeah but i think doing it in volume probably is its own unique challenge uh yeah but i don't know and we have be- to deal with like network people and yeah, yeah but somebody walked in a room and was like okay so there's a cat and there's a dog and there's a cat dog. <laughs> there's- <laughs> <laughs> and someone That's someone at nick was like yes uh, <laughs> blank check <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of crazy because that show did have some of like the best voice talent like in the country yeah, at the time yeah um yeah, uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is easier, and maybe I, I I suspect it's like everything in life where it's like it just depends who you know and uh, hmm. are you know do you get a lucky yeah. enough break to talk to that person and hit the right person with your idea right at the right exactly. time exactly like they they need an idea and you have it yeah yeah um, yeah I think mean, because the problem is that the people who make decisions are generally out of touch and stupid and like correct. or at least closed minded. Yeah. 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 I was just, I was just listening. There's a new podcast called tagline where they look at like some of the most famous commercials ever made. And the first one's about Duseckis, the most an- interesting man in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's pretty much exactly what we were saying. Like it was like two guys who worked at the company. They're like, we need an idea. And they kind of blew it off. And then like, Hey, the meeting's in 10 minutes. <laughs> and they're like, they came up with the most interesting man in the world in like 10 minutes. And they came in the meeting and everybody was like, you know, this is like the worst idea. Uh, and then they made the, they made like a, you know, a test commercial anyways. And it was like the highest rated test commercial in history. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like, I, I'm not, I think there's something to be said that like, maybe it's not that hard, but like the people who run this stuff are not actually good at evaluating talent. So. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of a uh, writing episode, uh, Andrew, what are we doing next? Uh, next time we're going to do write an episode um, based on the listeners voting. Yeah. And they chose the seek. Uh, oh, no, they chose um, <laughs> Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah, Clarissa. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that'll be cool. I, I honestly, I was partially hoping for Secret World of Alex Mack because I had a idea Ooh. immediately, Ooh. but but uh, I'm ready for Clarissa. <laughs> it goes to the next level with Ray. <laughs> uh, the, the whole show just gets amped yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. I I would you know I was just thinking like Clarissa is going to be an interesting challenge because it is so stationary like it's really yeah. just set in that house yeah um, I, yeah i don't have an idea yet but uh i will by the time uh, you hear the next episode i think and uh yeah it was um it, it wasn't like particularly close it kind of killed it um cat dog only got eight votes but i was i was kind of you know i was kind of like there was like a sick part of me that really wanted yes, cat dog to win. i i agree um and i thought i figured like what's there's not so much on the line with cat dog it's like yeah. you're probably gonna nail it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or do better than a regular episode of this. yeah well we'll we'll see what turns out uh with clarissa uh, that'll yeah. that'll be fun um in the meantime if you want to get a hold of us we are on twitter at boc podcast we're on instagram at orange couch podcast you can email us like all these fine people did today at orange couch podcast at gmail.com you can find us on Spotify, Podbean, um, iTunes. Shout out to our newest five-star reviewer, See You Love. Uh, they gave us five golden hot dogs. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate appreciate that. That helps other people find us. Uh, and uh, Jocelyn, Melissa, Chris, thanks for spending uh, some time with us and coming up with these legit great ideas. That was fun. Yeah, it was very good. And I guess we'll see you guys next episode. You guess? <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> I'm Chris. It's Melissa. Oh boy, let's do it again. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Joey, Andrew, Jocelyn, Melissa, Chris. Okay. Okay.